dispensing cannabis business knowledge beyond the million square feet of cultivation space. CannabisRadio.com proudly presents Blunt Business, harvested by Strainwise Consulting. Together, we will navigate the challenges and opportunities of one of the most profitable industries on earth. Join us each episode to hear our weekly roundtables and interviews with industry professionals. Now, let's delve into some blunt business with your host. Let's go with another edition of Blunt Business here on CannabisRadio.com. Thank you all for joining us here for another edition. My next guest is the founder of Revessel Inc., They're the makers of robotic automated filling technology, more affectionately known as the Raft System. The safest, cleanest, most secure vape product, sanitizing, filling, and capping ecosystem in the world. Here with me to talk about it is the CEO of Revessel, Mary Bumatai. Mary, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. Uh, my pleasure. Let's go ahead and talk real quick about the Raft system. Now, it's a revolutionary robotic automated filling, filling system to address the need for safe, clean, high volume, and accurate filling and capping for vape hardware. And the systems combined with an exclusive custom premium product uh, for products which will provide uh, an ecosystem for sanitizing filling and capping of premium quality glass ceramic and stainless steel tamper-proof cartridges and disposables now mary talk to me about raft and how the system is parallel the needs of customers now in the situations we have with covid still upon us well you know it's interesting this uh, piece of technology began its development in 2016, of course, prior to COVID. And one of the things as we were developing the machine, actually last year, right about this time, we decided to include the UVC LED pre-fill sanitation. And that was a, a request on my part for the machine itself because of what I had witnessed prior to the years prior to selling vape hardware that I didn't always appreciate some of the practices that I saw. And I just knew that this would potentially be something that would be a requirement coming down the pipeline. And the practices of filling cartridges was just all over the place. So initially it was to improve on this process and then it evolved and with this pre-fill sanit pre sanitation component and then COVID happened. So here it was something that was part of the machine prior to such a situation. Now, specifically to COVID-related issues, we're talking about the numbers of peoples and rooms and how companies, businesses, restaurants, and everything we know, how they can safely and effectively operate. This piece of technology requires only one operator. So there and again, the where we were building it had nothing to do with COVID yet it is a piece of technology prepared to address COVID-related issues. And that's really what it comes down to is the fact that we have a lot of companies now that have been much more cognizant of the issue. And so that's where it's coming from. Um, how far back were you working on this technology? And then, you know, once we started feeling the effects of the pandemic, obviously cannabis did not take the biggest brunt of the blow when it came to things because it was deemed essential nationwide. So talk to me about what was any adjustments that were made in the processes or uh, was it still, you know, stay on uh, the path as, as, as planned? Oh, it was stay the course uh, from the beginning. Well, I'll say this. So it started in 2016. 
um, in which was just a, a, a serendipitous, miraculous uh, combination as, as it happened. I was selling vape hardware into the industry, millions of empty cartridges to brands and businesses. And it was the number one requested um, question is, can you help me find a filling machine? I need an effective filling machine. They're filling by hand or partial by hand. And they were losing lots of product. They had high failure rates. So all of my clients repeatedly asked for something like this. And you know, of course, it's something that I thought of a lot. Uh, I happened to go to a packaging show, the Westpac show in Anaheim, and I saw robots, this is a true story, manipulating Rubik's cubes. And at that time, all the vape cartridges had the screw on mouthpiece. And that was where the big challenge lied, because if they could fill them, they couldn't cap them quickly enough or effectively to not have failure rates. So when I saw this, it kind of blew my mind and I put it in, in the back of my mind and a few more months had gone by. And a friend of mine had taken a job with a robotics automated engineer. And she was telling me about these miraculous things robots can do. And immediately I thought of that and I said, well, can it do, can it screw a mouthpiece on? And she's like, I'll find out. And so the conversation began. And with every challenge I presented in my list of things that would be needed for a, a filling machine to really revolutionize. I, I'm not a Band-Aid approach kind of person. I'm a global approach. So yeah. um, yes, everything that I was bringing to the table was addressed. And it did take a couple of more years later. It, the project did get put on the shelf. I was focused on other things. And at the end of 2018, I came to a place where it was no longer going to be shelved. And something else in particular, the, the manufacturer who's building the machine for me also had some hesitations working within the cannabis industry. And over that course of time, it became recreational legal in California, which is where it's produced. And he, his comfort level increased exponentially. And then we made contact and he says, I'm all aboard. And so in there it begins. And when we're developing the machine, where it was at inception and where it is today, there is a huge difference. In the beginning, I wanted it low cost, simple to work with everyone's material, everyone's hardware. And you learn, and I am not a robotics engineer and I'm not a manufacturer of this type of technology. So it was the learning curve for me as well. I wanted it to do everything, which it does. So we were able, everything that we need it to do, but I was always reminded to like reel it back in because you start to price it out. Like we can make it do all kinds of things. And this is what I learned about robotics and technology, but then you end up pricing yourself out by the time you finish building this thing. And then it becomes ginormous within its physical size. Now I want to get so, into the point about it's, it's really, it's the efficiency that the robotics yes. are going to be given with us. But then the other thing too, is that um, is to be able to go and do it at such a high level of productivity and keep the safety and security as well. Now, what I want to get back to as well is the timing of 2016 and what was going on around us. And I'm going to bring this up a little bit later on when it comes to uh, the issues of e-cigarettes and vaping. At that time, it was becoming a big issue. And the FDA, to the credit, I'm reading from a New York Times article for 2019, that it went unchecked in 10 years of federal interaction. There was the power to regulate tobacco products like e-cigarettes, which for vapes, unfortunately, were being piled in on. The federal government had delayed or weakened efforts that could have protected teenagers. So it was that. And, you know, there was a lot of time for people to go ahead and kind of track down this. And at the time, 
e-cigarettes and vaping was a seven billion dollar year industry i don't know how much has changed now but again to have products that will help to create the distribution because of the amount of that's out there let's get safe products out there in front of people and also you know besides the fact we want to keep it out of teenagers hands if adults are going to use it let's make it safe and, and useful yeah absolutely so when those uh, problems started to really surface um on a national global level and we're seeing there the issues that were with these oils and cannabis got a bad rap on that right uh, because of um that's funny we couldn't get we had to, it took a while to shake that off yeah it, and it's still not shaken off and right. i can even tell a story uh, where i went to a trade show in denver shortly like the end towards the end of 2019 and i'm walking the floor and it was i think a cbd show and all of these brands who did offer vape as part of their product line mm -hmm. didn't have any vape on the table and as I visited this t these tables, I would say, well, where are your vape products? And everyone's whispering and pointing down or saying, oh, because of the issues and, you know, we can't have these things, you know, we are, we're not comfortable. And my, my response, my thought process is, well, did your products kill anyone or harm anyone or make anyone ill? And they were like, no. And I said, well, then put them on the top of your table with the giant sign. Right. Our stuff is good. Why are you burying it? And it per just perpetuates this myth of the dangers and hazards and you know if you're buying something off the street that's your you know you're, you're taking a gamble and and it really did a disservice to these brands who have to meet all of these intense regulations they go through pay for these testing they have this clean product that's been tested but it's getting piled in as you said with all of the other bad players in the in the marketplace but that didn't that was something that I didn't ignore and i said so how do we address that because we were already in development we were you no, know. because you're making this i mean this is going on right around you and you're creating the yes. solution for it believe me i had you know <laughs> a, a lot of dollars invested and when this was all exploding i had been you know in this in this development phase so i'm kind of out of the loop and very focused on my project and then when these things started unraveling it, it, i did feel very concerned i thought well goodness, didn't I miss, did I miss opportunities? Should I come sooner? What's happening? But instead I just, you know, took what was happening and I said, well, let's just address this. This is again, I'm not about running. Let's just face it head on. What and how and what happened? So I go right to the oil and these oils had additives that were added after the fact mm -hmm. or that were produced, you know, not in the marketplace, but in the black marketplace where there are no regulations. So you don't know. So I wow. said, let's talk about what's going on. And, and honestly, these screw on mouthpieces that, ha that, you know, and they still are the majority of what you see that's out in the marketplace. Mm -hmm. And over those years that I was selling this vape hardware, that was something that I felt very strongly about. I was like, well, this, before there were even these issues, I'm talking about 2017, 2018. And in seeing that the, there is a, a real need and value to have this, tamper-proof mouthpiece that once that product is sealed and closed, you can't open it. You can't add anything to it. It's sealed permanently. And to open it, you damage it and render it useless. And not to and mention how much of the production was being done from China as well coming into the States and how inefficient or how badly produced was some of that hardware that came in here. And some of these companies, they just went ahead and took the Chinese hardware that was brought in as such a wholesale and did it. But again, yeah, they mass produced, but it was bad. 
Well, I'm going to say this. All of the hardware is from China. There's nobody who's producing any vape cartridges here in the U.S. There mm -hmm. are some who claim they're, they're assembling. They're buying all their parts from the Chinese factories, and then there might be one or two here that are assembling. So these are products, like it or not, and some days I don't, are products that come in from China and from these Chinese factories. And again, that goes back towards, you know, in the beginning when we were in development, I knew as we were going into development, there were things that became apparent to me very quickly was where I wanted it to be able, whatever they have, let them run it through. And then I had to really open my mind to the fact that so many of my clients were making bad choices in their hardware. And to address what you just said, the quality of the hardware that comes in from China, there's a big range. There's very low quality, which always goes to the materials. The materials by which it is made is how I would speak to my clients. And so if you're buying an 80 cent cartridge versus, you know, all the top of the lines are $2 and yours is 80 cents, I don't think that gives you bragging rights. I think it means you made a poor buying decision because in that there are those, the failure and heavy metal testing, it's all by the materials. What materials were used to manufacture that cartridge? Where and how is it manufactured? What mm -hmm. is the consistency? And those are the challenges with sourcing from China and you can't avoid it. So you need to become skilled at it or you're subject to things could go very wrong. So there was a particular factory that I had done um, a lot of work with over the years. And I just felt very strong and very confident. And, and this is the transferring technologies out of Shenzhen. And I contacted them because as we were in development, I knew there was not just, I wanted to have control of the products going through. And so if I just put this very right. elaborate, intense piece of technology into the marketplace and anybody and everybody can run whatever they want through it, mm -hmm. as I saw down the road, I said, failures will occur if they have poor quality products and problems will continue to occur. And of course, you know, I'm like, this is not going to come back on the RAF system. So I had to take control and I know what it takes to build a good cartridge. And I said, well, I'm going to have to take control of that. And not only that, it is the packaging in which these, these products, these items, or we call parts, um, come for the machine to receive and process through the system. And again, you can't, I'm not going to work with 10 different factories or 50 different factories and right. 50 different buyers. And this is where I really relied on my, who is also a partner, the manufacturer, um, we really went deep on this and how do we reel it in? How do we keep some, a lid on the cost of this machine? Because it was becoming bigger and bigger. And that is we, we have to control the parts that come through it. And I was, I'm, I'm still to this day, hundred percent confident that I, I could build the best cart. And that's so the whole point I, is that, you know, obviously, or I don't, I don't want to make this point across as well is that even though we might have so many products, you're doing a, you're doing work with this system to go ahead and do it where it's American made, you know, just for the sake of being secure and safe. But then yeah. again, there's that's not going to take away the fact there are other products are still going to be coming in from China, most likely and not getting into politics. We know that it's going to be more trade with China that's coming pretty soon in the future or whatever might have been coming on before will be reignited again and maybe even more so. So there might be even more products coming in from China coming into the future. These are the kind of things we need to be worrying about. If we can't control what's coming in, we need to be able to have a good, efficient way to do it ourselves. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, this is something that 
when working with the brands and, and the producers, um, it, they seem to be focused on two things that, that are always the primary in the conversation that I'm trying to circumvent. One is the cost, and it's like a race to the bottom, which is disturbing to me. And that's, I'm going to buy the cheapest, thinnest tread tires, you know, oh, and yeah. get on the road. And, or it was aesthetics. And so is that how good does it look and how cheap is it? And my thing where I just kept driving down the middle and straight at them is performance, performance, performance. I'm like, why isn't that the primary? And then we work around how does it look and how do we get the best price? So they would express all of their struggles and issues, but it wasn't necessarily where their focus was initially. So again, it was, and you know, I, I really, it's been two years in the development. I lost a year thanks to COVID and it had a direct impact on this because I am working with a factory in China and I need those parts to test the machine. And we were ready um, this time last year and the factory never came back from their Chinese New Year holiday. So it just, it's, oh. it's been a drag. It, yeah, yeah. It, it really, really has been a drag. But, you know, stay the course because I, I, in the bottom of my heart, believe this is extremely needed in this industry. Vape isn't going away. And cannabis oil and vaping cannabis oil provides um, a medicinal value. And it, it is something that is wanted and needed um, in the marketplace. So if it's having all these problems, I'm like going to address each and every one of these problems. And for me, my personality, um, where, you know, sanitation, I tend to be OCD, is mm -hmm. huge to me. It's huge to me. So, it, you know, having the, it, it's a UVC LED pre-fill. So as the boxes of cartridges are moving down the conveyor, they're getting zapped. And then they go into this little right prior to filling, they're getting sanitized, and then they're filled and they're capped. And the cap is a press-on. And I'll tell you that press-on mouthpieces did come out a few years ago. And even though some people were very much, and some do use them to this day, were very interested in them, they weren't easy to work. They're very hard to cap. It requires an arbor press. They were breaking the cartridges. This is when we're doing everything by human hand. And there's and there's so many issues that come with that, um, you know. And, and I, you know, I've I've even had the people argue like you're taking jobs away with your machine, and I, I mean that, you know. Um, no, nah, you know what? I think fifteen dollars an hour might take away some jobs as a minimum wage. <laughs> right. <laughs> just saying, right. something like that might happen. Uh, just saying. Listen, we're getting to the point where robotics and AI are going to be taking over a lot of businesses. So. You know, for the fact that's coming in, you know, for those who are looking to get into the into any field, start looking to see about what uh, positions or what what careers are going to not be affected directly by it, where that's going to still need human labor. Just keep that in mind. Uh, I'm sorry, we got to go to a commercial break. I'm here with Mary Bumatai, CEO of Revessel uh, Incorporated. We'll talk more with Mary and talk more about the certification and some of the uh, products that are being done. The Microvesicular Healthy Core Technology. I'm going to leave you teasing what that's all about after a short break. Rolling into some sponsors, but we'll be right back with more Blunt Business. Elevate your every day with that Shuggies feeling, with the sweet taste of Shuggies. Add a cup of Shuggies to your morning coffee. Ah, how sweet it is. Shuggies infuses cannabis and cane sugar to make it the perfect sweetener with benefits. 
Make your happy hour happier with a dunk of Shuggies in your drink. Order your Shuggies now at S-H-O-O-G-I-E-S dot com or find it in dispensaries throughout California. Whenever you crave a little sweet, pick up Shuggies, the sweet, sweet, take-anywhere treat. I hope you didn't forget about us because we're back with Blunt Business on CannabisRadio.com. We're back with Mary Bumatai, CEO of Revessel. And real quickly, uh, before we move along, I'll talk more about the RAS system and the certification and some of the other areas that go with it. Just to go and give you the point of the importance of the safety and security uh, when it comes to vaping and e-cigarettes, just uh, as of February 2020, a total of 2,807 hospitalized cases or deaths were reported to the CDC from all 50 states, District of Columbia, and two U.S. territories, Puerto Rico and U.S. Virgin Islands. So that's significant. And I think it was in 2019, I read from the New York Times, it was 1,300 people that were affected by it. Um, incredible. 13 people were sickened by mysterious vaping-related lung injuries this year. So the importance of safety for all these different products and what Mary's doing here with Revessel is important. Now, one of the things you also offer is with the products, a raft ecosystem certified seal indicating the product has been sanitized, filled, and capped. So give me a little idea of the level of standards that need to be met so that it receives this seal. So this seal is actually something that we created. And that would be when you purchase a raft machine, you're also purchasing the raft ecosystem certified seal. And this would be for them to utilize for packaging, websites, and this is to relate to the consumer that this product has been sanitized, filled, and capped by the wrap. And that is for the brand to put it out there that their clean tested oil has entered into this machine. It's been, the the cartridge has been pre-filled, sanitized, filled, and then permanently capped. So what clean goes in clean comes out and nobody can put any unauthorized agents into these cartridges. It protects the brands and it protects the consumer. The, the seal was actually something that was just this past year that I included and I developed that seal was so, and, and this was, you know, how do we tell our customers that we have this machine and that we've taken these extra measures? And so that's where the idea of the steel was born. And so that people can know, a consumer wants to know, you know, whether they want to, you know, believe this or not, the consumer wants to know. And I think that would really, um, if you were, had any hesitation or question about using a particular vape product, you could see the seal and know that. Um, and mm-hmm. that also uh, something else that we included. So like I said, the seal came after. Of course, this wouldn't apply to any other product. It's just what comes, goes into and comes out of the RAF system. Now, and then I want I want ahead. to address that real quick about the the cartridge, the hardware development in itself. So, back in September 2019, I went to China and I spent ten days, almost two weeks there, um, designing this cartridge. And then let me just be real clear too, because everyone thinks they're coming up with something new on a new cartridges. The cartridge operates; all of them operate essentially the same way. And again, it goes back down to the materials. So I I wanted to address what's happening out there and why are people getting sick and hurt and dying with these vape cartridges and to really drive in where the problem was. Well, we know that there was additives put in there. We know that there was heavy metals detected. And so how do, okay, how do we remove heavy metals? Well, we have to change the materials. 
So where I have it included a stainless steel post, so that center post is stainless steel, where it eliminates the problems with heavy metals leaching into the oils, which has always been available, but it's very costly. So again, this is something that would be avoided. Oh, I could have that. It cost how much more? Oh, forget it. If no one else is using it, I don't have to. That was a non-negotiable. So it, controlling the materials that were used and then that tamper-proof mouthpiece. The initially, I was doing it for a screw-on mouthpiece and that stopped right when in 2019 when all that happened. I said, that's it. I'm done. It's not even going to be an option because, and that's where the seal really addresses that because the, the certified seal, because once that mouthpiece is put on there, it's permanent. And so you're, you should be confident. Every brand should be confident. If you're putting clean, good oil into this system, that's what's coming out in a permanently sealed cartridge. Now let's talk about so, the system itself that you have built out. So the custom vape products are Transpring. That's under the name it's under. And that you offer a next generation microvesicular healthy core technology. So to describe this, the ceramic core is manufactured in-house with a full heating surface area for quick ramp up to deliver pure flavor and no burnt taste so talk about the build and manufacturing because obviously for those that are looking to go and buy uh, products you know it's always about not just the build and the quality of the vape but also how it makes sure that the taste the flavor that you're getting from smoking and adjusting a vape is good and it's not being affected by the cartridge Absolutely. So this, this healthy core technology is their ceramic core. There's different ways to heat up the oil. Initially, back in 2015, when I started, everything was through a wicking process and the heating element was below that. So the wick would become saturated with the oil. You heat up the saturated wick and turn it into a vapor and inhale it. And there was all kinds of back and forth about these wicking systems. So the next generation was ceramic cores. And all of the manufacturers racing to the end to get this ceramic core. And when, and again, using the same below bottom heating of it. So there's a couple brands out there that, or one in particular that said, tend to take over the marketplace. And what they had done is put the, they, in the ceramic cup, core, barrel, however you want to look at where the oil enters in, the heating element is a, a 360. It's built, it's, it's, it's within its ceramic core. So when the oil enters in, it's not just heated from one location. It's a full surface heat up, meaning it will heat up quicker. The longer, the shorter time it heats up and that you get to vape it, you'll omit that burnt taste because if you're holding the heat too long, obviously you're overheating it and then that's where that burnt taste comes. And it also comes from poor quality materials within the cartridge creating and the ohms and the apertures, we can go way, I, I could go for hours on cartridges. So, Well, I want to talk about the cartridges, in particular, the one that you're providing, the RA11. We're going to have to go back out the break, but again, I'm here with Mary Bumatai, CEO of Revessel, here on Blunt Business, back with final questions after this. Rolling into some sponsors, but we'll be right back with more Blunt Business. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. <laughs> they have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. 
SmartPots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, SmartPots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? SmartPots are BPA-free and lead-free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million SmartPots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. I hope you didn't forget about us because we're back with Blunt Business on CannabisRadio.com. We're back on the final in the home stretch here with Mary Bumatai, CEO of Revessel. And again, the website is R-E-V-E-S-S-E-L.com. So you provide RA11 cartridges. Now, let me go ahead and explain it to the audience here. The cartridges are manufactured with upgraded stainless steel center posts to maintain the integrity of the oil and ensure they are safe and free of heavy metals. Uh, the cartridges also come with tamper-proof mouthpieces for brand security and consumer safety to prevent any unauthorized additions into the cart after filling, mitigating product liability. And they come with several feature choices, um, tailoring each producer's oil-specific performance needs. So talk to me about the buildup of the RA11 and, you know, what went into the, uh, the process of creating it. So it was just addressing the, the current issues uh, my years of experience of, of what worked, what didn't work, what clients were needed. And then, you know, it's a very little simple device that is disposable. So again, um, trying to keep everyone on the same page is that we're, we want to improve on what already works and is, what is already accepted in the marketplace. So it was improving on the materials, transferring makes their own ceramic in-house, which is a big thing. If you know, sourcing from China, um, that the ceramic is hard to make, hard to source. And when, when factories don't have their own manufacturing of the ceramics, they're buying from outside sources, which is inconsistent mm -hmm. and where problems will lie. So that was important to me to work with the factory that had all these measures in place. And the stainless steel was to address the heavy metal issues because cartridges were coming back and being rejected. I think some were kicked out of some contests because they were testing positive for heavy metals. I said, we mitigate that with stainless steel. And, and then to control the pricing, of course, that's based on volume. And that is able to do because the machine is in, does an incredible amount of volume. So this is where, and then not only that, it goes down to the owns the ohms is the, it, it, in the cartridge is in relation to the resistance of the amps and the battery. There is a whole relational uh, story that goes with vaping from the, the product that you're putting in it, the, the atomizer or cartridge, whatever you want to call it, and to its mm -hmm. power source, the battery. And they all relate to each other. And if any of those things are not in alignment, you're gonna have failure rates, burnt tasting, you know, all kinds of problems occur. So this is why I had to provide my own cartridge with the machine. I had to take that, that control. I wanted it to be the best cartridge to go through the best filling machine and, and give that safe, clean. When I talk about safe, it's an enclosed filling chamber, UVC, LED, um, at where we're operating is dangerous, which is why it's enclosed. 
Um, it, it's the products go in, they're pre-filled, sanitized, they're sealed permanently. They come back out the other end or the same end that goes in. It comes back out and you'll have your box of cartridges filled and sealed with these top line cartridges. And knowing that we're not, I would love to build cartridges in the U.S. I, I would love that more than anything. Right. And maybe someday we will. But, you know, dealing with what we had to deal with at the time and most importantly to me was bringing this piece of technology. It just it just has to happen. And to this day, there are still people filling with hand and partially by hand. And, you know, I don't know how many people it takes to do 10,000 cartridges a day. But, you know, here we are in this COVID world. So, you know, the machine and its concept was so pre, you know, 2020. Yeah. Um, but, you know, again, it's having that foresight. I, being in the industry as long as I have and as they change regulations regularly and the hurdles that anyone in the cannabis industry has to jump through. Um, I, I just wanted to take it all in and build it out and provide that this is the answer. This now, is the. I, I want to move on to one, one other thing. Uh, is there any distinction at all between if the vapes are, if the, you know, wherever the cartridges are being used, if it's a, a regular use device or if it's a disposable device? Well, so for the cartridges themselves, independent cartridges, not on a, a disposable would be a cartridge and a battery connected permanently. You use it and then you throw the whole thing away. Okay. The cartridge is independent and you attach it to a power source or a battery. Right. So both of those have, you know, the car disposables in the marketplace are huge. People love the ease of it. They don't want to attach mm -hmm. cartridges to different batteries. It seems to be a challenge sometimes batteries for certain users. There's for many reasons. Both of these are, you know, needed in the marketplace. Right. So the, the disposable, our raft disposable, and the cartridge is essentially the same, but one is an independent that requires a battery, but all meeting with the same material requirements and tamper-proof mouthpieces. There we go. So Mary, I really appreciate you taking time out to go and let us know everything about Revessel, the RAF technology, the cartridges, all the work that's being done into creating, you know, a real mass production of safety for products that uh, you know are just so highly consumed when it comes to the industry uh, of the kind of products that are out there you know the vapes are still there and even regardless of the issues that we talked about in the past that you're doing the kind of work that the reversal is doing the kind of work to go ahead and curb any of the dangers that people might still have with that it's just it's really it's commendable the website is reversal inc so r-e-v e s s e l i n c dot com com. also see that the instagram is revessel raft and again safest cleanest most secure vape cartridge filling and capping ecosystem in the world so real quickly uh for those that are interested in investing in the raft system where should they go to what are some of the things they should know um anything you can give us in terms of uh what kind of an investment might be for those that might want to go ahead and buy into this? Well, uh, for the brands who are looking at producing at high volume and reducing overhead for payroll uh, to purchase a machine, they just need to con go to info at com, and we'll get them information out, see if they qualify uh, to be a qualified buyer. And any other questions, any other investment questions, 
can be sent to info at revesselinc.com. I will see that personally, and I'd be happy to talk. Fantastic. Mary, thank you again for being on with us. And again, thank you listeners for going and checking out the show, wherever you find the podcast. Of course, we're all on the big names of podcasting out there. Apple, Amazon, Google, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and so many other places. Thank you for listening in. And thank you very much for joining us. We'll talk to you next time. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.